for the reading of the Word of God and turn with us to the book of Luke chapter number 4. The book of Luke chapter number 4 and we're going to start reading at verse number 16. Luke chapter 4 and we will start reading at verse number 16. We're going to read 16 through 22. Hallelujah. Luke 4, starting at verse 16. If you're there with us, won't you say amen this morning? The Bible here says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, listen to this, as his custom was, that is to say, as his habit was, as his routine was, as his priority was, and I'm not even preaching on this part in particular. I just want to point this out. Look where he went. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Amen. Everybody hear that? Do you catch what's, what's being said there? Amen. Even Jesus himself made it a priority to be in the place of worship when was required to be in the place of worship. Amen. That didn't cost you nothing. That was free. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words that had proceeded out of his mouth. And they had said, Is not this Joseph's son. I want you to notice here, and you might already know where I'm going with this, as to where Christ reads here from the book of Isaiah, this particular passage of Scripture. And the Word of God says, And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all eyes were upon him. As he declared and said unto them, Today, today, this scripture is fulfilled before your very eyes. Right here in your presence. Amen. All that you're looking for, reading about, all you hope for, it's fulfilled today. If I can, for just a few moments of time, with the Lord's help, I just simply want to preach on, He closed the book. Amen. Amen. He closed the book. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, he's already closed it. It's already done. Look at somebody, tell him, it's already done. 
Hallelujah. Oh, look at somebody like you really mean it. Look them in the eye and say, it's already done. Go ahead, tell them now. Tell them now, it's already done. Let's pray together this morning. Father, I pray, oh, today that you would do a mighty work in this house. I thank you for your word, and I thank you, Lord, for your power and for your anointing. And we rest upon that today. I trust the fact today of the promise of your word that it will go forth and accomplish what it's sent to do. I pray today, oh God, that you would help and speak to us. Anoint my mind and lips to preach and deliver the word as you would have it to be done we want you to be glorified I thank you and praise you for your faithfulness and we do ask all of these things in the name of Jesus and all that love God would say amen and amen you can be seated this morning thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God I want you to understand here today as to where this terminology of the closed books. Uh, we have heard this. Uh, uh, not only do we see what happened here in Scripture where Christ closed the book, but we come to find that there is terminology that is known in business that would, they would say and declare, we have closed the books for the day. This is a term that is often used in accounting. This is to say that the particular day of business or maybe the month or the quarter or the year of financial record of, of keeping up with those things, everything that was going to be done, it is finished. We have closed the books on the year, closed the book on the month. There is with that symbolism, it is to say that there is no more counting there is no more adding or subtracting that means at the end of December when February comes you don't go back and say well you know what we wanted to make a little adjustment here a little adjustment there we wanted to we wanted to beef up this account and we wanted to take away from the no we can't do that if I were to ask sister Shannon at the end of December and it was March of the next year and say hey sister Shannon how about we go back and let's just change some numbers here and do that number one I should go to prison over something like that <laughs> Uh, because, well, you just don't do that. Uh, uh, number two, uh, uh, she could go to prison over something like that. And so she would say, Pastor, that's just not going to happen. I love you and all, but we just can't, we can't do that. Um, because the books have been closed. There's nothing else to add to. There's nothing else to take away from. Amen. This is, uh, in this fact, it is completed by the authority of some one who the manages, who has the certification, who is that accountant who closes this out. In other words, this act is done by someone who is credentialed to do so, who has finished all of the business that needed to be finished, and now it is done. It also, to close the books, we use it as a term to say that it has come an end 
to a particular situation or a particular season. There are some things I remember back in 2020 from the time of the pandemic and everything going on and going crazy. I mean, it was only March. We were only in the first quarter of the year. And everybody kept saying, I can't wait for this year to be over. Everybody kept saying, if we can just get this year behind us. Everybody wanted to close the books on the year in the first quarter of the year. There are times and there are seasons, maybe even in your life, and I know there's been in mine, to say, Lord, I want closure. I want to be able to move past this. I want to be done with this. Amen. As to earmark that it, the season is completed. I want you to understand that Christ, as he stood in the synagogue that day, and as he was reading here from Isaiah and begins to read, he was reading, as I already made mention, of the prophecy that was foretold of him. He was reading what God had given by inspiration of the Spirit of God to Isaiah the prophet. Brother Danny, they called Isaiah the eagle eye prophet because he had the ability by way of God, not in his own strength, but God had gifted him and had spoke to him of things that were to come, of this Christ that would come. And we find in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, most especially in other places, we find where Isaiah would begin to talk about the character of Christ. And Aunt Dodie, what Christ would come to do. And this is the earmarks of how you would identify him. And in this we find that Christ reads here this prophecy that is spoken of by him in front of his hometown church. In front of his hometown folks. They all knew him as Joseph's son. Here he was coming up in Nazareth but right here where he came up was the appointed time Brother Marvin as he went into that synagogue and read that and the Bible says that as he read and he read Brother Eli with gracious words he read with an anointing you have to understand something when before we come to this verse in the beginning of this chapter we find that Christ had been in the wilderness and he being the Bible said full of the Holy Ghost he had come off of a 40 day fast he had defeated the devil in the wilderness the Bible said the devil came and had tempted him with three specific things three specific occasions and when the devil brother Eli could not overcome him and could not tempt him to fail the Bible said sister Rice that the devil left him for a season and then the scripture says came Jesus being full of the spirit being full of power and authority he began to preach he began to work miracles he began his ministry and the Bible said the fame of him began to surround and go out throughout all of those parts and as people were listening sister Amy to his words while they were rejoicing at the message of hope by the Messiah while they were in all of his miracle working 
anointing power. Christ comes that day, stands in the synagogue and says, everything you've been looking for, everything you've been praying for, everything you've been hoping for, every prophecy you've held to heart, it is here, it is now, it stands before you and he closed the book in order to say symbolically you're not looking for anyone else you've already found him you're not waiting for another Messiah he's already here you're not looking for another to heal the broken to set the captives free I am he and the book is closed on the matter Somebody give him praise in this house. With such an act, now they would still argue. And there would be those, Sister Sandy, who would not believe. There would be those that discredit because it happened almost immediately. What do you mean? Because Benjamin, as he sat down and as he told them, the very thing that I have read has been done before you. What I'm reading about, this is what's declared and this is who I am. When they did that, the Bible says they were in awe. Some were in awe because they knew they had seen they had heard brother Eli others were in awe and they were thinking this man has some audacity this man right then there were some just like in any given service there were some that were happy and there were some that were sad there were some that believed and there were some who wanted to argue the matter there were some of the educated there were some of the Sanhedrin there were some of the rabbis who had been trained up in learning all of these things the Bible said they were all looking at him and they were in silence at his gracious words but there were some that were upset there were some that said in their hearts surely this isn't him because right away sister Sylvia they tried to discredit who he was because they said sister Joy isn't this Joseph's son we find in another place of scripture they said can anything good come from Nazareth we find in another place they said we know his brothers and his sister we know his family and we know who his folks are he just that poor old carpenter that lives down the road on the poor end of town we know old Joseph he does good work and all but he is a nobody he's of no one in significance but the word of God despite the naysayers and despite what everyone would choose not to believe it did not change the fact it did not intimidate our God it did not change the narrative of the story he still set resolute he still set sister Gloria with anointing and power he said I've come with a mission to seek and save that which was lost and I will fulfill it and I am he that's going to do it no matter what you believe or don't believe hallelujah can I say the same applies today we find that there are those 
They believe there are many ways, many paths to God. There are those that are looking to the goodness of men. There are those that are looking for affiliation to denominations and churches. There are those that are riding on the coattails, spiritually speaking, of parents and grandparents. I heard one young man the other day. He said, well, I don't attend church faithfully. He said, I'm really not doing everything I'm supposed to. He said, but I'm all right because, you see, my granddaddy was a preacher and mama's a Sunday school teacher. And I told him, I said, sir, can I lovingly tell you, I'm glad you've got a godly heritage, but their experience is not going to save you. Oh, did you know the Bible still declares, Sister Karen, let all the naysayers say what they want to say, but the Bible says you must be born again. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Jake, you're preaching in the choir. Why in the world would you tell us that? Because you'd be surprised how many folks sit in a church service and they think just because they go to church, just because they are in this building, there are some. I met a man just the other day at a funeral service. He said, oh, he said, your pastor, Victor, I said, yes, sir. He said, man, he said, I've heard almost everything Brother Clinton had ever preached. I've nearly seen everything television station uh, uh, broadcast uh, I've seen this and I've done that uh, you've heard me say and this is no respect, disrespect uh, to Pastor Clinton and uh, he was a man of God no doubt uh, but I will say this you could quote Clint Clinton all day uh, you can watch every sermon uh, you could have attended every camp meeting but just cause you know somebody uh, doesn't know, mean that you know the one uh, there are folks sitting in our churches uh, and today uh, there's sin that grips you. Today there's doubts that have got a hold of you. There's things that come against us. And I want to remind you that everything you're embattled with today, there is a God in heaven who has already made provision. And don't you let any devil of hell tell you otherwise. Well, but Brother Jake, you understand, this one in my family don't believe. This co-worker makes fun. This one has brought up arguments. And this one has said this. Can I just tell you something this morning? Is that it doesn't matter who says what. I told somebody, you've heard me say this over and over again. But Brother Eddie, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an argument. There will be folks that will argue till the cows come home. I've had them in my own family, Sister Amy me. Don't agree with me. Don't agree with what I preach. Don't agree in the doctrine that I teach. Don't agree with the life that I live. When I come in the door, there's some of them they'd rather run out the other end of the door. It's not because I walk in like a big, bag, big bad religious jerk. It's not because, Sister Jen, I walk in and say, you dirty, rotten sinner, I can't believe I don't do any of that. But I'll tell you what, it's because there's conflict. And the conflict comes when there are those, Sister Anna, who would say that we don't take any stock in what's happened. You're just in a season. You're just motivated right now. You're just this and that. You're just, you know, you're just encouraged a little bit. 
it's going to wear off. Can I tell you, I had family members that when they were born again, there were cousins in our family, Sister Linda. They took bets as to say when that person, that family member would backslide and get out of church. They said it ain't going to last long. It ain't going to stick. It ain't going to stay. But I want to tell somebody this morning, whether that's somebody in your family or somebody you're connected to, I want to let you know there's a God. He has closed it. He has settled it. He has set it. He has sealed it. And it is done. Oh. I want to tell somebody here this morning is that God has closed the book on the penalty of your sin. Oh, hear what I'm saying. So you see, early this morning, God dealt with my heart about this because it doesn't matter. There are some that are in this room. You have been saved a long time. There are some of you, you might you be considered a babe in Christ, maybe just a short amount of time. And there are those that the enemy loves to torment and the enemy loves to bring back up the sin, the things, the mistakes, all of these things. There are folks that I talk to some on a regular basis and they will say pastor can we just pray because I don't feel saved and I and I and the, and the enemies torment me with this thought and there's this thing that's going on I want to remind you first and foremost I think we ought to just set the record straight I think we ought to just make a declaration I think that we ought to just say right here right now this morning that when the enemy comes when your sin is brought up or maybe your sin in this house and there's sin that's got a hold of you there's things the enemy says there's no way you can be forgiven I don't mean to embarrass her but sister Anna a couple of weeks after she rededicated her life to God she stood about right here tears falling down her face and she said I don't know if I'm worthy I don't know if I can if, if, if I've made so many mistakes I'm so ashamed of my past oh but can I tell you, I was glad to stand, not by the authority of Jacob Smith, but because there's a God who had already closed the books. And you remember, Sister Anna, I looked you in the eye and I said, what's been done is done. It's under the blood. There's a God that saves. There's a God that delivers. There's a God that forgives. Amen. Amen. Won't you go get daddy for me? Please. Daddy. Daddy Fitzwater, Sister Gloria's coming for you. Amen. If you'll help me. Brother Eddie, come up here with me. Come on up here. Where's, where's brother? Where's brother Michael at? Brother Michael, come out. He's stuck in the stuff. Come on out, Brother Michael. Amen. Come on out, Brother Michael. Brother Aaron, won't you come join me up here? Come on over here and stand by Brother Eddie. Amen. You see, here's what I, I want you to get a picture of something. Amen. Amen. I brought myself a, I brought myself a couple of books. And I want you to understand something. Is that 
the word of God says, come ahead, Brother Fitz. Come on, Michael. Amen. Come on up here. And Sister Gloria, you can stay up here with these folks. Praise the Lord. Brother Gary, would you come help me a quick second? Thank you. I didn't ask any of these folks before service because they would not have worshipped. They would not have had their mind on the service. Everybody would have been, what in the world? What's he going to do? Just hold that book for me. Now, I want you to understand something. Every single one of us, every single one of us that are in this building, I want you to know and understand is that that, that sin... That thing, that life, that, those things that you were called out of, up here represented. There's a, there is a, a myriad of things. There are folks who come back to God after years, after years of running from God. Years of addiction, prison and shame. A life on the run from the call of God. All kinds of things and scars. And did you know the Bible says, and let me read this to you first. Let me tell you what the enemy likes to do. Yeah, I want you to understand the word of God says that there, uh, there is a tormentor and one who likes to condemn an enemy who wants to cause us to believe that this is something we'll never break free of Revelation 12 and 10 says and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down which accused them before God day and night. Now, Brother Gary, I love you, but you're going to be the accuser here this morning. Did you know that there is an agency that has the ability and the power to open closed books? They're known by a small acronym of the IRS. Somebody said, somebody one time said, I'm dealing with the KGB. I mean the IRS. Come on here. The IRS, you know what they will do? Brother Benjamin, they will say, we want to take a look at the books. And we are going to perform an audit. We are going to go back and take a look at the record. The Bible said there is one. And I, I think it's safe to use that analogy. Ain't nobody here likes dealing with the IRS. Amen. But can I tell you, the accuser, he comes. Come on down here, accuser. He comes. And Brother Michael, he will show you. You point to him in the book all of his misdeeds all of his misgivings don't you know Michael your family was too messed up don't you know there's too much in the past don't you know you ain't ever going to be a man of God don't you know look at this right here you see the enemy he loves to open the book and point he likes to say look here Aaron you think you're called of God you think you're going to preach you think you're going to do something in the kingdom? No sir you walked away from the call when you was a young man you made too many mistakes you messed up too much and he'll go on down. Don't you know brother Eddie? You was, you was a drug addict. You was this and you was a prisoner you ashamed your family You did, can't you see what the problem is? And then he says don't you know Gloria? It ain't ever going to work out. You got a past of addiction. You got a past it's always going to haunt you don't
Don't you know? Don't you know, Gilbert? You ran from God too long. Look at all of it. Look at the pain. Look at the problem. Look at the sin. And while the accuser is pointing out the problem, there comes one. There comes one who has closed the book. There comes one shed his blood there comes one and he says I don't care what you say the blood the blood the blood has been applied the blood has been applied over their life over their sin over their suffering He said, I have closed. The Bible said, the Bible said, whoa, the Bible said that that adversary, that accuser was cast down. Oh, the accuser of the brethren because there is a Savior who has washed us in his blood. Sister T, Benjamin, come here. Sister Gwen, come here. Come here, Sister Gwen. Hallelujah. Brother Corey, if you will. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible said for those that were poor, ostracized, deemed unavailable, deemed that they couldn't receive the gospel, the captive, the brokenhearted. Come on over here, y'all. Come on over here. Oh, listen. But it also said, it also said, oh, that he would open the eyes of the blind. That Sister Doty meant that he came to close the book not only on our sin, but also on our suffering. In the last eight months or so, this family has suffered. Here's another that suffered torments. Sister Jerry, come on. Go ahead and come on up here. Pain in body. Fear that Cracks the mind. A lot of sleepless nights, Sister T. A lot of times being of not knowing what's in my future. Did you know this last week? You can take a look. This is Benjamin's scan. Look on the left and the old scan. You'll see a massive white tumor as it's almost encompassed the brain. But take a look on the right of a tumor that is shrinking. He came for our suffering he came he came for our healing we serve a healer he has closed the book somebody give him praise in this house I'm telling you right here in this house there is a king there is a savior and he walks the aisles and he says where do you need the book closed where do you need it closed what are you looking for because I have closed the book hallelujah Hallelujah. I want you to hear this morning 
The Word of God said this, listen, there have been books that He closed so that new books can open. Listen, when He blotted out your sin, brothers Fitzwater, when He, the blood washed your sin, He closed one book. He closed that book of accusation. And he said, ain't nobody can open that book again. It's done. You've been washed in the blood. And the word of God said this. Where's my other book at? Give it to me, Brother Ben. It's a thicker book. And I did this on purpose. That's a skinny book. Here's a thick book. Because the blood of Jesus, he minimizes and cancels out the sin. He endures the suffering. By his stripes, we are healed. And he said, I would rather you rejoice. Not that you have power over demons and devils he said but I've opened another book and it is a book of life he said rather rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life Oh, there's some chapters. There's some chapters, Laura, that he's closed. There's some chapters that he's closed. Don't you dare let him open them again. Don't you dare. Don't you dare let the accuser open them again. There's some things for the Coleman. He's closed a book in your life. Don't you let the adversary open the books. They've been sealed. Sister Haley, don't live under the torment. Oh, it's been sealed, closed. It is done. I wish somebody in this house would just go on ahead and give him praise right now. I wish somebody here would take the liberty and say he has set me free. Oh, Come on, church. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. There's some of you. There's some of you. You've been tormented long enough. There's some of you. You've been tormented long enough. But God has closed the book on it. Brother Eli, it's over. It's done. Oh, a Savior that has closed the book. We've got proof and picture. We've got proof and testimony. We've got proof all over this house of folks you have seen and experienced. And I'm tired of the devil dragging some of you around the same old mountain. I'm tired of the devil tormenting some of you with the same old condemnation. I'm tired of the devil making some of you believe it's always going to be stuck. There's no healing. There's no deliverance. There's no no power that can set free. I'm here to tell you on this Sunday morning, October 
October the 30th, 2022, there's still a God in heaven who has closed the book. He has sat down at the right hand of the Father and he is able, he is able. Oh, 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 he closed the book on our suffering. He closed the book. He's provided the healing. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, somebody shout it with me. By his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. Oh, Brother Jacob, you're just trying to excite us. Here's the only thing I'm excited about this morning. is what I can't do for you, what the church can't do for you, what religion can't do for you. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about the one who has power and authority. Let me read this. Everybody stay put. Everybody stay put. I want, you to, I want you to hear this. He has given us a secured, a secured future. Listen, Revelation 5, 1 through 10. And I saw in the right hand of him that set on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy? Who is worthy to open the book? Where Christ has closed one book, He has authority and power to open another book. Listen, it said... And I, or and who to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to even look at it. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look at it. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, and behold, Listen, he said, weep not. Don't you be broken hearted, John. He said, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Let me say it again for the folks in the back. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, the root of David hath prevailed. He hath prevailed. He hath prevailed. He hath prevailed to open, to open the book, to loose the seven seals. It says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came. Somebody say, The lamb came. Say it like you mean it. The lamb came. The Lamb came and He took the book out of the right hand of He that sat upon the throne. Oh, and it said, and we took the book. The four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb. Every one of them having harps. And they having harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Listen. And 
they sang a new song. When God closes the old book, he opens chapters in a brand new book and he gives you a new life and he gives you a new song and you are a new creation. And they said in that song, they sang, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue, people and nation, and hath made us unto our God kings and priests to reign upon the earth. Somebody give him praise this morning. Somebody give him glory. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, I want you to do something. Will you folks up here, listen, I want you to raise your hands one more time. And right here where you are, I want you just to begin to tell God, you are worthy. Tell Christ, stand with us all over this house. I want somebody in this house who will lift their hands and say, you are worthy. Come on, somebody here this morning, you've been in a struggle. You've been in a battle. Your mind's been tormented. Your sin has been thrown up in your face. You've been living under condemnation. The accusers told you that you won't make it. Brother Jeremy, he'll tell you you're a failure. He'll tell you you're unable. Sister Amy, he'll say you're too overwhelmed. Oh, there's too much of a burden. I want you to hear me this morning. I need somebody in this house who from your heart will say, Worthy is a lamb. Worthy is a lamb. I believe there's some folks in this house you're going to be set free this morning. I believe there's some folks in this house your body's going to be healed. I believe there's some your mind's been so tormented. But this morning God wants to clear your mind because He's closed the book and He's opened another another of life another of power another that exemplifies the fact you've been washed in the blood you've been healed you've been delivered you've been set free there's no need for the enemy to drag you around any longer there's no need for you to doubt God any longer in the name of Jesus so I wonder If that's us this morning, while these are already gathered, we'll make room for you. Why don't we come? Why don't you come this morning and stand in this altar? Why don't you come and lift your hands? Why don't you come this morning? Come on, church. Come on, don't hesitate. Some of you need to step out right now. Some of you right now, you say, I need the Lord to touch my mind. I need the Lord to touch my spirit. I've been tormented. I've been struggling. I've been battling. Would there be somebody who'd say, Lord, I'm giving it to you. You can close the book. You can close the book. Somebody lift your hands. Somebody call on his name this morning.